Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool center. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Yes, come and join us on the Temperate Bedshed text line. We've got a few coming through. Paul and Norm into uh, your text in just a moment. Come and join us, 0487 736 736. Or as Lisa did, she dumped it on the Scarborough Toyota open line, had a chat with Hags, 1312-55. Hags, uh, just regarding Norm's uh, query there, uh, in fact, apologies, Robbo's query regarding who the Eagles should be targeting as an uncontracted player. I, I still think they have to go back into the race for Luke Jackson. Back into the race yep. for Luke Jackson. Because they... Have they got the money? And Which is interesting they, because they'll, it's they'll, been can, highlighted you can, you today. Can, you, can, you can make the money available. You yeah. can make the money available. The, the highlights about money being spent at AFL clubs... And just, I think West Coast should go... They should they should make sure they're chasing Cam Zerha. He's out of contract. Luke Jackson yeah. is out of contract. They have to try and get a good player who's out of contract so that you don't have to trade for him. You just get him in that preseason draft, mm-hmm. especially if they're getting it. But West Coast will also have the draft picks that Melbourne will want. West Coast have a heck of a lot more to offer than what Fremantle have got. West Coast have got pick number right now, so they're sitting second last. If they finish last, drop these by one. So they, they're pick two, pick 20, pick 25, pick 28. That's right now. It could be 1, 19, 25, 37 mm-hmm. if they finish last. So they've got some last. real currency there. So they've got the currency, but they've also got – you know, and, and a first-round draft pick next year, for instance. But it depends also. We need to – West Coast, I'm praying, give us some indication soon or someone asks some decent questions at media conference or of Trevor Nisbet or of Rowan O'Brien or of I – mean, Gavin Bell, for heaven's sake, is the football manager. He should know who's available and who we're going to try and target, who we've been talking to, which management have we been talking to to get a good gun player through that preseason draft. The draft is is quite appealing. I think there's a lot of good kids in the draft. And if West Coast don't draft well, people like, I mean, a Harry Lemmy, who's 18, he's playing senior footy in the Sandville. He's a 203-centimetre key forward who's likened to Nick Rewalt. He plays like mm. Nick Rewalt. Get him at number one or two, for instance, and get him playing. Whoever they pick at number one and number 18 or 19 get and playing. 25, they play next year. Get rid of Redden. Get rid of Gaff, these sorts of people. Get kids in. Get the, uh, the There's a kid, uh, Matthias Philippou, another key forward, 192, strong mark, good ground ball winner. I mean, 192 centimetres, that's the same size as Jack Darling, who gives you nothing week <laughs> after week. Go and get some of these kids. There's a kid by the name of Will Elliott, who's a brilliant 196 <laughs> mobile midfielder. 196 centimetres, mobile midfielder. What could you make out of him? The one thing, the one who I think has been George Wardlaw, who's been all the talk as if once um, young Will Ashcroft went as a guaranteed first round pick under father, son, father, son to Brisbane. Well, George Wardlaw was the man who was talked about as, well, he's going to be number one. He'll be the next pick. West Coast have got to get someone like him. Uh, 182 centimetres, midfielder, quick, he's powerful, he's tough. He's a Sam Pepper type. Get them into your starting 18 West Coast from first thing next year. Plus, a good pick 
in the preseason draft, go back after Luke Jackson. And as for the money, Peter, you, you touched on it there. I'm, I, I reckon you're probably referring to the coverage you now about how much West Coast Eagles mm. players are being paid. I mean, I, th- I think that's a bit of an unfair a, a, a assault on West Coast. They're probably not earning their money, some of those boys, because they've had a two-win season. But most of these boys signed those long contracts back when they were premiership players in the prime of their careers at 218, 219, 220. Carlton, Patrick Cripps on a million bucks. Adam Chera, 700000 Mitch McGovern, $800,000 a year. Ben McKay, Seven hundred grand. Zach Williams, a halfback flanker, seven hundred grand. Charlie Kerno, seven hundred grand. Let's go to Melbourne. Max Gorn, nine hundred. Clayton Oliver, nine hundred. Christian Petrarca, nine hundred. Stephen May, nine hundred. Jack Lever, Jake Lever, eight hundred. Can we go through every club and say realize that accusation at West Coast has merit because they're not earning their money in the season they've had because there'd be people that aren't buying corporate boxes because of the sort of season that those blokes are having and they're not earning their money. However, the average wage in the AFL is 370 grand. That's because a lot of kids are on 80, 100, 120, 180 and wouldn't have anything else if they didn't have that much. So that story is a nonsense okay. because most clubs would have Darcy Moore, 900, Brody Grundy, a million, Scott Pendlebury, 900. Let's, can we go through every club? No, that's the other thing is that 20% of uh, the income goes to 80%. I'm sorry, 80% of the income goes to 20% of the players. At and every the, club. And the others get the rest at every club. Okay, let's quickly uh, get through these very quickly, Hank, because we need to come to Essendon because okay. that was yeah, a story sure. today. Uh, Norman Cowell listening on SEN 1611. Uh, Haggers... Could five play two games for Peel then in the first final because Lisa threw up that she heard mm, around her mm. traps. She's got some good connections, Lisa, suggesting that five will play at Monica this week and then maybe in the bye week of the AFL could play for Peel. Uh, now all of a sudden, Norm's saying, put him in Peel for well, the next couple well, of weeks. We could. I see that as a bit. It's risky. It's risky. I'd like to have. I'd like to have five if he's going to play. I'd prefer to have five not play until the finals. Maybe a peel game in the week of the bye. But didn't he but struggle even, in the first no, game no, back? Yes, he, was, he, did. he wasn't match hard and he needs to have a bit of a run. Well, that's that's why more so I think we should be discussing what role he's going to play. Whose spot does, does Nathan Five take? If he plays, I'd rather him have a harder workout against GWS, unless they're a bit concerned about they might not win there. Mm. And they have to. They can't take a risk on Nathan Fife. Let's t- let's play the team that's been winning. Let's play the team that we feel more comfortable can win. Nathan's a bit of an injury risk. Then Norm would have, uh, I reckon, good merit in saying back to Peel for two weeks. But I'd I'd still keep Nathan Fife training, a big heavy workload this weekend while training because the likes of Darcy Tucker. He had a quiet derby, seven possessions, seven disposals. Nathan O'Driscoll, no, I thought he was, Yeah, I thought he was okay, but 15 disposals. Yeah. Only the five kicks, Peter. Yeah. Only five kicks. I'd like to see a winger playing more. Five could easily play the high half forward role of a Darcy Tucker, for instance, mm. and, and then he's not going to be buffeted as much, perhaps, against GWS. I, GWS, rest, final. Yeah, mine. And I reckon GWS have checked out anyway. So as uh, McVeigh uh, said a few weeks ago. Now, this is Paul. The final margin of the Derby was two goals. So oh, 12 points. 20, it could very e- – it was 24 points. 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 It yeah. could very easily have been seven goals. Oh, I see, yeah. Uh, two, goal, two goals, 12, I think. Yeah, yeah. It didn't feel like a 49-point win in some ways because it was pretty tight. So a bit of cryptic there from Paul. Um 
North Melbourne are angling for a priority selection in the draft. If they win this weekend and finish second bottom, does that impact their ability to be given a priority draft selection? I would um, say yes. It depends. I, I, it depends. I think so. The, the, <laughs> I think so anyway. Mm. The AFL will certainly push it that way if somewhere in the next week or two Alistair Clarkson's decided to go to North Melbourne because the AFL will do whatever they can to help North Melbourne rise under the great Alistair Clarkson because they're, they're right behind North Melbourne and Western Sydney. The, the AFL aren't going to be behind Essendon's push for Alistair Clarkson, though. But you can rest assured that what's behind the push for Alistair Clarkson is the is the move to get rid of Paul Brasher, the president, mm. today, Peter. Because... Okay, let's, let's talk about that as we go to the break because Ben Rutten yesterday, the incumbent coach at the Essendon Footy Club, uh, said he was embarrassed. In the end, just to recap, it was at Marvel Stadium, Port Adelaide 23 goals, 8, 146, defeated Essendon 9, 8, 62. It was 12 goals to three at half time, 14 to six at three quarter time. Bitterly disappointed. You know, it was uh, the sort of game that you know, our supporters, our members that came to the game tonight, watching on TV, it's not the not the sort of thing they, they should have to watch. You know, it was an embarrassing effort and output from our guys and yeah as I said it's not something that we certainly want to stand for not something our members and supporters should have to watch at any stage well, they, they, probably, won't, they probably won't have to watch it much more okay. because Ben Rutten won't be the coach there's only 20,000 at the game yesterday so a lot of people actually decided not to go a lot of Bombers fans so there was some pretty damning feedback towards Essendon authorities had after he, had he lost his job this morning there was speculation uh, he, like he, he had been gone. done and dusted. Yeah. A leading Melbourne radio announcer who isn't – he's a current affairs announcer and he's a, a Bombers fan who's got connections in the Bombers club said that Ben Rutten had been sacked this morning, but it didn't transpire officially. It, it, look, I mean, we're a long way from it, yeah. being here in Perth. Um, and uh, I think a, a Neil Mitchell, as you've mentioned, yeah. there from 3RW, would be – would have – would No have question. In, so he would have access to board members and, mm. and some of the most – influential coterie people in the club. There's been many weeks where there's been complaints and problems around Essendon from their coteries, talk of not not investing into the future, memberships concerns. So mainly the coteries, mainly the sponsorships they're concerned about. So it's been growing. But where I reckon there was some really damning feedback that the, the, the Essendon authorities got was when they'd been beaten by GWS just two weeks ago. And now remember who's sitting in the box coaching Western Sydney, Mark McVeigh, James Hurd, Dean Solomon. Mm. So they pulled some tricks. They, they, they locked tags onto Nick Hind and Mason Redman, who'd been in damaging form through the few wins that Colin, uh, Essendon had had. So they locked in onto them. Let's not let them get their run from half back. They put a tag onto Zach Merritt, and Merritt was kept to 18 possessions. He's second lowest of the season. He averages 30 possessions a game. And the feedback went... An Essendon authority said to the person from the box, giving them that information, we pulled some tricks. How did we respond? You didn't. Mm. So I think that was that was when some people started to think, we've got to make a change here. And that's when Paul Brasher was approached, as I understand it, to be told, listen, you, you, you're fully supportive of Ben Rutten, but he has to go. Okay, so... All and of a they're sudden, very influential people that are saying Okay, so we'd, we almost could safely say now that that job will be vacant come the end of the season. 
Ben oh, Rutten yeah. won't yeah. be coaching Maybe Essendon. Maybe even into the week, Peter. Okay, so he looks like he won't be coaching Essendon. So all of a sudden, again, Pandora's box opens up. You've mentioned here weeks ago that Essendon is probably in some ways a preferred fit for Alistair Clarkson other than North Melbourne. Does all of a sudden North Melbourne increase the ante and up the ante to try and secure him as quick as possible? My understanding is that Alistair Clarkson in early July, we, we, we talked about this on July 21, Peter, mm-hmm. that Alistair Clarkson had told Essendon that Essendon is his preferred club of destination. It is the AFL that is talking with Alistair Clarkson about helping North Melbourne revive or go to Western Sydney. He doesn't want to go to Western Sydney. He wants a club that's ready to win flags very soon. He's not necessarily involved and inclined to take a North Melbourne that are a many-year rebuild. Essendon, they're cherry ripe. There's some good players at Essendon. There's potential. Their defence is a bit thin, but they, they could certainly strengthen that up. And I think... Clarkson, I get the impression if he went to Essendon, he would take some players with him as well. Like Cameron Zerha, already a long way down, to committing to Essendon. Uh, Taranto from Western Sydney, Tim Taranto, well down the track talking with Essendon, waiting to see the outcome. My understanding is Clarkson has told Essendon, you're my preferred club of destination, but he's he's waiting for He also has also asked for a lot of money. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> and he wants to take people with him. All and right. he also wants a good administration. We need to take a break. As we go to the break, of course, Brian Cook, we know very well. Uh, a great CEO at the West Coast Eagles, did enormous work at Geelong and now is in that position at the Carlton Blues. As we go to the break, uh, this is Cookie talking how big, and we're going to discuss it after the break, the match on Sunday is between the Blues and the Magpies. It's the old rivalry. It's back again after so many years of being really a dud because of the Blues' inability to compete. Uh, we'll come back with more here on Drive with Peter Vlahos and Kim Hagdon. It's all thanks to Toolmart, the Complete Tool Centre. Here's Brian Cook, and we're back with more in a moment. Well, it's, it's huge because um, uh, we, we haven't played a finals game since 2013. Um, and so we're seeing this this week as an elimination final, really, for us anyway. Um, and you can tell by the buzz amongst our fans, our members, uh, just how big it is. Uh, you can tell by the roar of the crowd on the weekend, the, the passion in the stands, uh, just how much it means to people. And since the game, um, you know, uh, you know I, I, I just pass people in the street and they, you know, they're, they're, they're still very forthcoming about how they feel about the football club. So it's, it's, it's a huge week. 